Good morning. Hope everybody's doing well on this fabulous and wonderful Tuesday morning. Hope everybody had a great night's sleep. That you slept better than ever and uh, you didn't have to stay up all night counting sheep. But uh, I know if you're a lot of people, it's hard to sleep at night. It's hard to shut your brain off all day. You're sleepy. You're tired. And you think all I want to do is just go home and go to bed. And then your brain says, surprise, we have things to think about. <laughs> and it's ever nothing important. It's always something irrelevant and stupid and just, you know, and then about three o'clock in the morning when you finally get to sleep, that's when the alarm wants to go off and you just, you know, so it all starts over again. So, oh, well, but, uh, but if you are able to get a good, great night's sleep, then uh, that's awesome. So let's see what we got watching this morning. Let's see. We got Amy Oaks, Turner, Tracy, Little Michelle, Fox Harris, the myth, the legend that is Miss Mousy, Angel Dixon, Mike Hensley, Brandy Boyd Young, Rusty Paws, uh, Kim Hensley, and it's all the ones that I see so far. So appreciate all you wonderful people for tuning in and joining me for this morning's devotions. All right, my friends, at this time, let us do our morning Pledge of Allegiance. So attention, salute, and pledge. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. I pledge allegiance to the Christian flag and to the Savior for whose kingdom it stands, one Savior, crucified, risen, and coming again with life and liberty for all who believe. I pledge allegiance to the Bible, God's holy word. I will make it a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path, will hide its words in my heart that I might not sin against God. All righty, praise the Lord. For those wonderful pledges we get to say each and every morning and the freedom to do so and uh I tell you uh, um, teacher coming to me after church sunday said they want to do the pledges i said uh, since she's having a hard time finding uh for the uh, christian flag and i said well you should have hollered at me i do those every morning but apparently she says there are many variations to the christian flag i wasn't aware of but one so uh that's that's very interesting i may have to research that but uh you know it is uh we need to continue to pray for this country uh the lunatic in chief that we have in office right now keeps calling kamala harris the president uh who wants to mutilate our children he's talking to a uh, mentally uh deranged individual uh who thinks that he is a woman and uh pushing transgender issues it is just unbelievable uh the what's going across our border the fentanyl crisis don't think that it's you're segregated from here they even this is on fox news as of yesterday how it is now uh in tennessee he specifically said in tennessee they're they're packaging this into like skittles boxes and whoppers boxes and now right here at halloween of all times now they may be doing that a lot of times to get it across the border but nonetheless they are making it look like candy for a reason so we need to be very aware of that and uh, particularly this time of year and uh, even though i don't agree with trick-or-treating uh but uh, uh, if, uh, if that's something you do, then you better be really aware of what your children are getting their hands on because you just never know. On a side note, though, I thought it was very interesting. I've been trying to uh, find a little part-time something to work from home kind of deal. And uh, uh, and uh, there was a thing came up in my email that said Border Patrol agent. But here's what I thought was very interesting. It said in Jonesboro, Tennessee. <laughs> so <laughs> apparently uh, Jonesboro, Tennessee's borders have expanded more than I realized. So 
realize that they are hiring for border patrol agents right here in jonesboro tennessee so i thought that was very uh very interesting <laughs> so anyway hello terry hutchinson good morning all right my friends let's look at a verse of discussion this morning let me get over here hold on Luke chapter 4, verses 1 through 2. And Jesus, full of the Holy Spirit, returned from the Jordan and was led by the Spirit in the wilderness for 40 days, being tempted by the devil. And he ate nothing during those days. And when, he were, and when they were ended, he was hungry. All right. Bless this reading and the hearing of it to our hearts. To live in this world means that you will encounter temptation. Some, like the playwright Oscar Wilde, don't even try to fight it, he said. I can resist anything except temptations. You know, it is uh, needless to say, it is probably as Christians who are desperate to, or at least I hope that you're desperate to want to please the Lord and do what is right in his eyes. That's one thing that is very difficult, is fighting those temptations. Now, remember, it's not sin until you act on it, because you can't help what goes through your mind. You know, uh, it, oftentimes our minds are like a, think of it as a river, and uh, you can't help the trash that may flow in that river, but when you bend down to pick it up and ponder on it, that's when it becomes sin. So we have to be able to have the ability to fight against these things when they come down our path. And it's not easy easy to do because, see, the devil wants to make it appealing. See, it's not a temptation if it's not something that feeds on our desires to do so. And so that's why it makes it tempting. It makes it something we want to do, that we long to do. You know, we look at this, this situation here where Jesus, uh, here he just come from being baptized. And remember, when Jesus was baptized, uh, it was he was, it was showing uh, that he was truly the Messiah. In fact, it was uh, a, a very, uh, almost a visible way of seeing the Trinity of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit descended down upon Jesus Christ. And the Father said that he was well pleased with his Son. But see, John the Baptist was baptizing those to, uh, who were uh, sin-filled in their repentance but Jesus Christ obviously had no sin, but because John the Baptist was the voice crying in the wilderness, he was demonstrating and showing when he baptized Jesus that he was the one that they were looking for, that he was the Messiah. You know, I had a, a discussion with a uh, an individual who was uh, who has who was severely misled. And it's not my first rodeo. I've dealt with individuals before in the past who believe wholeheartedly that you had to be baptized to be saved. And I can't get through like this individual. I cannot make her understand that is a works-based faith. And she called, accused me of adding man's word and that Jesus commanded us to be baptized and that that is what saves you. She, I said, no, you need to pray the prayer of salvation. You need to show repentance. Don't you tell me that uh, some man-made words, it's the water that saves you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is not true. Jesus did not command us to be baptized. He, he said, go out forth to all nations and baptize the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. In other words, he was saying to go out and minister, to witness, to evangelize, and we need to baptize by Christ's example. It is representation of washing away the old you and raising up in the newness of Christ. It is an outward expression of an inward change. And so, and even the Apostle Paul uh, talks against the very fact that you have to be baptized. And why would he do that if that was a commandment? And again, you can get wet till you grow webs between your toes and fingers. That is not going to make you say the water does not save you. Hey, in the medieval times, uh, they baptized in beer. All right. 
<laughs> and uh, uh, there may be some people saying, "Oh, <laughs> let's try the baptism in beer." But you know, <laughs> it's uh, but that, you know, so it's not the water that uh, saves you. It is understanding Christ's atoning work on the cross for you, and that He rose again for you, and that you understand that as you repent of your sins, you humble yourself before an Almighty God, you accept Him as your personal Lord and Savior. No, the words itself is not a magical uh, sprinkling that you say to get you in heaven, but it's the, the point and the meaning behind that, that you have decided to give your all to Jesus Christ. But see, there's people out there who think that you have to be baptized, and that is insanity. So so if I get so if, if, if I was to get saved, say if I wasn't a Christian and I got saved, and a meteor fell out of the sky and squashed me, that means that I wasn't going to go to heaven because I didn't get baptized? I mean, the thief on the cross didn't go to heaven? I mean, that is just pure insanity to think that. But there are people out there, particularly in the Christian church, uh, that believe that that's what you have to do to be saved, and that is insanity, because that is a works-based religion. But nonetheless, when we look at this example here, see here, Jesus just come from the Jordan. He just come from uh, this happening, this this uh, this victorious and wonderful experience of his baptism, and now he is seeped into the wilderness. In forty days, I mean, you got to think forty days of that food or water. Now that shows a mor the miraculous in and of itself. Uh, to be able, you know, that he, he was able to do that because obviously we cannot go except a certain amount of days without water. We can only go so many days without food. You know, this, this shows a miraculous thing. Now, of course, we see that Moses did this on Mount Sinai when he's talking to God uh, the 40 days. But here we're seeing that Christ's example as the Messiah. Now, there are those out there who want to nitpick and try to say that uh, this is um, uh, what Luke is saying here uh, is erroneous because he doesn't list things in chronological order. He, there was no need to. There's no reason for him to have to do that. So that is irrelevant. You know, to, or they try to say, well, why does Matthew say, uh, turn the stone into bread? And Luke says stones, uh, uh, you know, the, the plural aspect. And still, it doesn't change the meaning. It doesn't change what happened just because one may have used the word stone versus stones and that's still irrelevant so you, you we have it's important to kind of point little things like that out because there are those in the world who want to uh, disparage and, and try to tear apart God's word and we need to have the knowledge and the ability to fight back against those things so with that said we need to understand that we have to be wise in regards to Satan's schemes and what he's trying to do and how he tries to manipulate us and goat us in to folly for his temptations, for the sin. Remember, Satan only has so much power. He can only do, he cannot do any more what God allows him to do. God is more powerful than Satan. All right. It's not that Satan has more power on this earth and God is only powerful in heaven. It's not like it. God is sovereign. God is in control. Even look at the example of Job himself, where Satan asked permission on how far he could go with Job. So he can only go so far with us. So we have to be keep that in where. And uh, Satan, he waits for those opportune moments. He waits for the uh, for the time to uh, deceive us. He wants to mix uh, truth and error in attempt to deceive us. That's why there's, you know, it's sad to see so many Christians who have been deceived uh, by so many of these name it, claim it pastors out there. So many of these uh, secret sensitive pastors. So many of these uh, people out there who are just apostates that are, are, are there out there for uh, for profit uh, and to uh, uh, you know to bless your pocketbook kind of thing 
you know, it, it, there's, it, we have to be very aware of that. That's why we have to be as wise as serpents, as harmless as doves. We have to be very careful. That's why in the end times, even the very elect will be deceived. We have to be on our guard and be very careful because that's like when Lifeway was here in the area. They, they sold some stuff in there. I was thinking, man, this is it's incredible. I could not believe. But if anything could slap a Christian uh, emblem on it, they sold it. And there were books in there that uh, there's no way in the world I would recommend to anybody to read. And it even seeped a new age philosophy. And that's why we have to be very aware. And that's why when I say to study to show ourselves approved, yes, we need to be in God's word, but we need to study as well. But we need to be very, very careful. Just like curriculum for our children's church that I was trying to find. Uh, there's some really crazy stuff out there. And you have to be very careful. you got to wait through all the uh, the junk to get to some truth. And uh, fortunately, I was able to find some things by Ken Ham, uh, who owns the creation or, or runs the Creation Museum up in Kentucky. We've had him here speaking on creation here at Fountain of Life. And uh, we had him and other speakers as well uh, several years ago. So I know I could trust him. But it's, the sad thing is, it's getting rare to find churches who preach the truth. It's getting rare to find curriculum and books who preach the truth. Why? Because Satan is subtly mixing that truth with error, and we have to be aware of that. We have to be very careful what we are reading and bringing into our homes. And, you know, we also have to understand, too, when it comes to temptation, Satan and his way to work, he wants to make promises of pleasure, but uh, he doesn't. He neglects to to, to uh, add the, the catch of it all. You know, it's just like... Um, Several years ago, we were watching the show uh, uh, Once Upon a Time. That's before they started getting into the LGBTQ garbage uh, implementing. That's when I quit watching. I thought, I thought, There's no point in this. Ridiculous. But until that point, it wasn't a bad little show. But they had Rumpelstiltskin on there. And uh, he always says, magic comes with a price, dearie. And uh, so, in other words, they might make their wish. They might hope that they would get whatever it is they wanted. But it come with a high price. It may cost them their lives. It may cost them their kid. It may cost them something dear to them that he didn't let them know until after uh, they they made their wish or had their wanted their desire fulfilled. That's the way the old devil works. He may make things sound uh, pleasurable. He may make things sound okay, but he don't add in the attachment of oh gotcha. By the way, you know because we look at uh, you know particularly in this world today, you know it is uh, we're sex is uh you know pushed as okay hey if it feels good do it don't matter if it's gay or straight it don't matter whatever it is if it makes you feel good then do it but he don't put in the attachment of uh, the, the the aids epidemic uh, unwed pregnancies i mean all these things are diseases whatever it may be uh, they don't attach that there's a reason why god wants us to wait till marriage so that we become one with that individual and, and that's why how you know sex in a marriage is a wonderful and beautiful thing in the eyes of god but the world has perverted that and, uh, and and made it ugly and disgusting and and it, and, it, it, and sex blurs those lines of lust and love and it, it, it really it, it, it's detrimental to a relationship and so you know but the Satan doesn't tell you that just like the same thing whether it's sex or with drugs or alcohol it may seem pleasurable at the time but the 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 ugly side of addiction that destroys you from within and without is 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 devastating to not only the individual but to the family members who love those individuals as well. And so that's how the devil works. So we have to be on our guard and realize that we have to be, you know, when he promises that pleasure, realize that, hey, there is a, 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 a price to be paid as a result of that as well. So uh, going on, you know, I know we're, we're running short on time here, but um, 
Understand that we we need to bow and humble ourselves before the superiority of God. We need to make sure that we confess our sins and understand that He is faithful to just forgive us those sins. But we try hard to overcome those temptations. How do you do that? Just like Jesus did when He was tempted. What did He do? He used God's Word. That is our defense. When we put on that whole armor of God, that's how we fight back. It's through God's, God's words. words. So, so when the, the devil's attacking, when He's trying to tempt us, and you know, and again, guys, we are imperfect people, and there's been many a time when temptation and sin and it's like a freight train hits you before you even realize it and you're like oh man i screwed up again god forgive me you know and uh, that's why we have to be you know sometimes you don't always have it it's not always a slow subtle thing when and we're able to just immediately start quoting scripture sometimes it hits that fast and that hard it's like oh no you know that's why we have to try to be careful and realize to see those signs coming. You know if you're about to get mad and lose it. You know if you're uh, going into the uh, areas of depression. You know if you're starting to go down the, the, the road of lust. You know, you know, you can see these things coming. And you can start changing course immediately. Why? Because God allows a way of escape. And then that's when we start quoting that scripture. That's why we start praying. Uh, just like um, uh, there was a story about a little girl. Uh, who said talked about when uh, the devil knocks at her door and they said well, what do you do and, you know, when, when he wants to try to tempt you she says I let Jesus answer the door and that's what we have to do we have to turn it over to Jesus Christ we have to let him answer that door we have to let him be our defense we have to let him because when Satan sees Jesus at the door he tucks tail and runs like a scared dog and we have to realize that Jesus is in our corner he is fighting for us and he wants the best for us and the tempter the deceiver he's the one who wants to get in our hearts of minds. He's the one who wants to gain that foothold. He's the one who wants to destroy those strongholds. And that's why we have to make sure that we are on point and that we are doing those things that are pleasing and glorifying to God. So we must be armed with all possible with God's word. Spend that alone time with God and be prepared for that fight. But be filled with the Holy Spirit. Remember, we're never alone. Jesus, just as the Holy Spirit descended upon Jesus Christ when he ascended to heaven, the Holy Spirit descended. And that's why I talk about that paracletos. why I talk about the Holy Spirit, yeah, the one that encourages us, the one that uh, that helps us in those difficult times and situations. So realize that, that we are filled with the Holy Spirit and we are armed and when be ready for any future and further attacks because one thing's for sure, uh, particularly when you're doing well in your Christian walk, that's when the devil wants to attack. See, like every time after I speak or preach, that's when the devil wants to attack. That's when he wants to hit. When you feel like you're having those victories, that's when he's going to hit. It's just the devil don't let up, and he will not let up until we enter into heaven. Now, remember, the devil's not omnipresent. You know, he's, he's not omnipotent like Jesus Christ, like God. Uh, he is limited in what he can do, but he has his minions. He has his demons to go out and to try to do his bidding. But remember, his power is limited. We serve an all-powerful God. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. We are more than conquerors through him, through Christ Jesus. So you are victorious, my friends. You are not defeated. You will not be broken. And realize that. And we will stand on God's principles and his words, and we will be victorious. So when those temptations come, when those sins hit, realize that we have to have put on the full armor of God, pick up the sword, pick up the shield, and get to work and get to fighting. And my friends, there may be times when you fall, like I was talking about Wednesday night, when you fall, fall backwards, so you're forced to look up, look up to the Heavenly Father. And then, my friends, you will never lose. Let us pray. Therefore, Lord, we just thank you, love you, and praise you. 
Lord, thank you so much for this wonderful day. Thank you for your grace and your mercy. Lord, help us to fight against temptation. Help us, Lord Jesus, to be victorious in our Christian walk. Help us not to listen to the lies and the schemes of the devil, the way he wants to twist and manipulate things. Let us be victorious. Let us be strong in the Lord. Lord, is there anyone watching and listening this morning that doesn't know you? Let them pray this prayer. Dear God, forgive me of all my sins. Jesus, I know you died on the cross for me. I know you rose from the grave for me. Come into my heart and save me. Fill me with the Holy Spirit. Lord, as I pray every morning, breathe all my brothers and sisters of Christ who are watching and listening this morning, that they'll have a wonderful and blessed day. Be with all of our kids who are going to school, work, or play. Please, Lord, put a holy hedge of protection about them. Keep them safe and well. Bring them home safe. Lord, help us to work hard and be diligent in our walk with you. Let us serve you well, and let us always be a light in this world of darkness. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, my friends, I do hope everybody has a fantabulous day, a wonderful day, a great day. And remember, live each day as if it were your last, because one day it will be. Thanks for watching, and God bless.